0: Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam, and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now, let's get into the show. All right, so your comment says, not being rude. If homeschool is so much better than public school, why do homeschool kids come out socially awkward? I love this because it's, <laughs> it's like you're policing the behavior of a small group of people that probably none of whom you actually know. So you're saying without even having met me or my children that we are socially awkward because we homeschool that, that judgment. And like, (laughs) it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm just going to let that comment live on its own. Because I think What's awkward to me is that you would come into someone's life and disrespect their choices for no reason other than you don't agree with it or it's just not for you. That's awkward to me. But, um, you know, I think it's one of those things where you, you judge us, a whole group of people, by what you think you know or what you may have heard on the news it's like judging the citizens of a state by the few that you've heard about, but it's cool, you know. Everyone's entitled to their opinion about it. You can have your opinion. I think what you're, what you are, looking at as awkward is that homeschool kids don't behave like public school kids, and that's true. A homeschool kid probably isn't going to stand in line. They're not going to raise their hand. They're not going to necessarily ask to go to the bathroom. They're not going to understand the purpose or function of a multiple choice test because they're probably not taking it on a regular basis. Um, So they are, it's just a different culture. You know, it's not necessarily that they are awkward. It's that they are growing up in a whole different environment and it's not going to look like what you're used to seeing in public school kids. And it kind of shouldn't because they're not being raised in the same way. So while I understand the question, I do think it's interesting that you immediately jump to that as being like a negative. Why is it negative that because they're raised differently, that they act differently? They're going to. Now, if you're saying homeschool kids that you know are constantly disrespectful or rude or running around like banshees, that's not because of homeschooling. That's because of how they're being raised. Because, you know, there's always going to be differences in how you associate a child's behavior with with their home life. A disrespectful child isn't disrespectful because they go to public school, they're disrespectful because of how they're being raised. And if you have encountered a homeschool child that you believe is socially awkward or shy or introverted or whatever, that might not be because of homeschooling, that just may be because that child is an introverted child. But anyway, (laughs) um, let's move on. We'll let that opinion live with that person, you know, that's how they feel about it. Uh, But I'm not going to defend it. I'm just saying, you know, we're all different and all of us, if you put us in a situation that we are not used to being in, we're going to be awkward in that situation. A man is going to be awkward in a space that's full of women. Someone who plays football is going to be awkward in a ballet class. So, you know, (laughs) Um, that's, their opinion and i feel like it's always the thing it's like you're not criticizing the fact that homeschoolers aren't educated it's that they're awkward okay (laughs) we'll just let that be oh yeah and i see you guys comments too yeah i don't know why that's always the thing (laughs) it's just so common i guess that that's always the thing um, the question here is: Do you find that in more public situations your kids struggle? Absolutely not. My kids don't have. I, I think for me, and I'm, I'm just going to use me and my me and my kids as an example. I struggle in public situations because I have that, you know, ingrained fear of judgment. That I think we constantly are compared to other people in public school. So you just kind of grow up with that. You're always comparing yourself to other people my kids don't have that. So they don't have that fear or, or fear of judgment when they go into a public school or a public situation. They just are themselves. And if they find that they're not enjoying the situation, they'll they'll leave. They'll go on to something else. Um, so yeah. No, I don't find that my kids are struggling. Um, you said, do you take awkward as a criticism? No, I don't. I just explained that, you know, any one of us in any situation that we are not used to being in, is not. we're going to be labeled awkward. Like I used the example of a football player being put in a ballet class, it's going to be awkward. Is that a criticism? No, it's just we are all going to be that way. I just find it interesting that the question or the critique that often comes up with homeschooling is that it's not that the kids aren't learning. It's not that the kids aren't developing. It's that they are socially awkward, meaning they don't behave like public school kids. That's the implied criticism is your kid is awkward cause they don't behave like the majority of other kids. So it's an implied criticism, but I don't take it as a negative. In fact, if you told me my kids behave like public school kids, I'd be like, hmm, why is that? Cause they're not public school kids, they're just kids. Um, but I, I just, I almost think it's, it's like, a, um, I said it in, in another live, like it's, it's almost like an auto response as soon as someone says homeschooling, I am a homeschooler. Someone else comes along and says, "But what about socialization? Or aren't you worried they're going to be awkward?" I've made several videos about this on my on my page. It's like, it's the auto response for me. That's just like, okay, here it is again. <laughs> and I try to just you know address it kindly, especially if it's asked kindly. But I also do just like kind of roll my eyes, like here's that same old question again. <laughs> Um, okay, so let me just say if you've asked a question while I was on that little mini rant and I missed it, please do type it in the QA because I don't want to miss anybody's question. But let me just scroll back through the QA or the comment section here to um, see if I missed anyone's question that wasn't about socialization. Let's see. Um, Okay, I see most of you guys are kind of agreeing with me. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, How hard do you think it'll be for me to homeschool and keep my full-time job? So um, I hope I'm saying your name right. Alicia, it depends on your job. I was working part-time up until February of this past year, and it really just comes down to your time management. I think just remembering that you don't have to homeschool during traditional public school hours. You can definitely adapt your homeschooling schedule to fit around your full-time schedule. Um, Also, if you have flexibility in your full-time schedule or if you're working from home, that that will matter. Um, There's definitely a lot of families on this app, especially who work, both parents work, and they also homeschool. So it's it's for sure possible. It's just a matter of, you know, what kind of support do you have in terms of like, if you have to leave the house for example and you have young kids do you have support where they could be um supervised while you're not home or if you are working from home do you have a space where you can work and and your kids can work independently so you know that's it's a hard question to answer without more specifics but the short version of that is that it is possible it's just a matter of what type of schedule do you have are your kids capable of working independently while you're working you know like what best hours, what what hours are going to be best for you. Um, so yeah, it's, like I said, possible, but without more specifics, it's hard to give a, like a more specific answer. Um, let's see. Good morning to everyone also who's saying good morning to me. Um, Okay, I think you guys are chatting with each other. I'm trying to keep up with the conversation. How, okay, that's the question I just answered. Like I said, if I missed your question, cause I'm trying to go back through the comments, um, just type it in QA so that I could go to it quickly. Good morning. Mm, okay, I think you guys are going back and forth with each other happy thursday good morning wait what are we arguing about my kids standing in line what are we talking about i'm trying to get caught up Oh, you said, why isn't standing in line taught in high in homeschool? No, I'm not saying it's not taught in homeschool. I'm saying that's not a default response for kids. Like if we go to a, mu- a museum or an amusement park, they're going to wait in line. When we go to the grocery store, they're going to wait in line. But I'm saying, for, for example, being in public school, that's like a default way to walk into a building or walk down a line. Is to, you know, or walk down hallways to, to walk in line. For some homeschool kids, that's not going to be their default response. Okay, do you know of any programs that help with funding? So, this is a question I have to do more research on. I've been hearing more and more about homeschool grants. However, I am not fluent in, in those programs. Uh, so, I don't have any personal experience with getting funding for homeschooling. I've heard in other countries you can be reimbursed or you get funding. Um, Also, I've heard there's ways that you can um, file your taxes and have educational expenses be um, counted or uh, counted as a deductible or a deduction, rather. So, uh, but no, actually, I'm not familiar with anything that's like specifically you get money for homeschool. Unfortunately, not. No. And honestly, I'm not sure if I were aware of one, like a government assistance program um, or funding you could get from like the state. I'm not sure I would go for that because I feel like with with money comes strings, you know, <laughs> It's like I think there's enough strings and hoops um, in my state. But, um, yeah, I'm not familiar with any forms of funding. Okay, you said I've been homeschooling my kids for five months. It went horribly. Can you give me tips on schedule? Yeah, so I will say the first year is first of all, just it's like a, it's gonna be a trial and error situation. I can show you my schedule that we have settled on for this year, just so you can kind of see this is what we are doing. I'm gonna hold that up for just a second so you can see that. Hopefully the glare is not too bad. And then also, one thing that we do with our schedule is that we homeschool for six weeks on and one week off. So that also gives us that time to take a break when we need it. Um, In fact, next week coming up is going to be a break (laughs) for us as well, even though we've been technically unschooling all summer, there'll still be that designated break coming up next week. Um, And what I would recommend if something is like really, really, really not working, just try to break that apart. And see if it's going to be like, if it's the curriculum that's not working, if it's the time of day that's not working, if it's something where um, trying to homeschool multiple kids at a time, you know, you you would do better to separate, you know, and and maybe stagger their start times. Um, Also, if you're working from home at the same time too, it could just be that you're in need of an adjustment. So, um, but what specifically would you say was, if you if you care to share, um, what really stood out to you as not working? What was giving you the most trouble? Do you think? Okay, and then what are we talking about over here? Yes, it's six weeks on, one week off. Yes, that's our that's our um, academic schedule. So this is our schedule for the year, and the weeks in yellow are when we're off. And I found that following that throughout the year is really, like I said, it's really helpful because we're not homeschooling all the time, every day, all day. It's just, it gives us those consistent breaks to look forward to. The kids... Getting the kids to stay engaged. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in that situation, I would maybe look at what the curriculum is. Um, because And then what I'm always suggesting is to keep your kids in the loop when it's time for you to suggest a curriculum. Um, or when it's time for you to pick one, I should say. Ask them what they would like to do. Um, I know in the beginning when I was just getting started, I was picking things based on what looked good online. I would see something on Instagram. Um, and go with that, but when I t- would ask my kids what they like, it wasn't the same thing. So um, including your kids in the dis- in the decision making process of the curriculum, I think, will help because if they help pick it, they're more likely to be engaged with it. So that's what I would recommend. Um, and then also, you might want to shorten the time frame for each subject. It might be that. The amount of time being spent on the subject might be a little too long because keep in mind, when you're homeschooling, you don't need to necessarily spend an entire hour on math. You might your kid might get it in 15 minutes or their attention span might just be for 15 or 20 minutes, because it also depends on your kid's age as well. Um, So it could be a number of things, not just the schedule itself. um, But I would for sure try to adjust with the curriculum. It might just be like, especially if you're using a workbook, but your kids prefer something digital that's gonna be hard to keep them engaged. Um, Maybe incorporating more games could also be helpful. Um, If you look up the hashtag game schooling, I think you'll see a lot of different options there too. Okay, and let's see, let me get caught up on these questions. okay, so this was just a comment. Oh, awesome, you and your daughter are listening. Cool, cool. Uh, Okay, here we go. How can I get my child to read a little better? So, first of all, how old is your child, um, Emmy Lou? Because that my answer will be might, might be slightly different depending on what age we're talking about. If we're talking about someone really young, 11. Okay. So, when you're noticing that they're reading, is it a matter of them not wanting to read? Are they struggling to read? Um, are you picking the books that they read or are they picking the books? Because I'll just use myself as an example. My middle child was, I thought, not a strong reader, um, but it was really because I was picking what she was reading. When I started to let her pick, that kind of turned around. I was thinking, well, by 10, you should be reading chapter books and books that don't have pictures in them. And she just really wasn't into it yet. Um, But when she's reading a graphic novel, she's very fluent with the dialogue and it just flows from her because she's actually interested in graphic novels, more so than chapter books, um, so that's that could be what's going on. If you would like to add a little bit of detail to what you're experiencing, could also be that you know, um, I I don't know if your child could have um, anything like with dyslexia or if it's like struggling to sound out words. Like, what do you what's going on? If we can um, help, because I know there's other homeschool moms in here too that um, may have some ideas as well. With, uh what you're experiencing. Uh, oh no, she, okay, so you said she was bullied and you think that's got her timid. Mm. So are you guys just starting to homeschool? Is that what's happening? Because if that's the case, like if you guys are just getting started, it might just be that she just needs some time to decompress. Um, okay. So she might need some time to de-school, like to basically have like a reset, If especially because you've mentioned she's been through, you know, traumatic experience. It just may not be that reading might not be what comforts her. Reading might not be the thing that makes her comfortable, especially, I'm, I'm. you didn't say this, but like, let's say she was in school and got bullied for reading out loud or something, and that makes her uncomfortable. So reading at home might not be a comfortable experience for her. I would say maybe you... If you guys wanted to read together, maybe you read aloud or introduce audiobooks, or just, you know, kind of allow her to take the summer off completely and and don't even really push it um, and just observe her and see what does she gravitate towards naturally. Because the thing about reading is it's it's um, something that you have to do in life. Right. Like anything that you want to do, reading instructions for a video game. Still requires some reading, you know, to know what you're supposed to do on that level. Reading a recipe to make something that you want to eat. So, reading will happen, even just turning the closed captioning on for the shows that, sh- that she's watching. Reading is involved. Selecting a Netflix show, reading the description of it, reading's involved. So, your child will read. She just may not personally, right now, choose to read for pleasure. And that's okay. You might have a child that's more interested in art, illustration, math, and reading is just boring to her. Excuse me. (coughs) So I would just um, take the summer off, spend some time just observing. (coughs) Um, Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to turn this fan off. Maybe that's too much air on me. You're welcome. Yeah, I I, I want to be helpful, but I know it's like what you're describing, it also sounds like it's more than just reading, <clears throat> especially when you mentioned the bullying and that it's got her timid. I would really just focus more on understanding, excuse me, understanding her learning style and just letting her have the summer completely off. Like don't really push anything right now. Um and just just get to know her, like who she is outside of school, who she is as a person. What does she like when she has when she's quote unquote bored? What does she gravitate towards? And then go from there. Because like I said, I each of my children are different. Like my oldest will read at the drop of a hat. She just that's what she enjoys. My uh, middle child reads when she has to and prefers graphic novels and my son is a he's a digital guy like he prefers to read if it's on a screen but if you hand him a book he wants me to read it or someone else he prefers to be read too. so um oh horses oh wow so yeah i would definitely just try to build around that interest you know if if you really just maybe at, um take her to the library see if she is interested in reading about horses. Um, but like I said, I really wouldn't push right at this moment since you guys are just getting started and just kind of let things happen naturally. That's what I would suggest. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, Lorenda. Good to see you. You say your husband hates reading. and He's doing just fine. Yeah. Like I said, reading's not not um, something that everyone's going to just want to do in their spare time, but it is something that everyone has to do just in life. Like right now, we're all reading the comments (laughs) of this video uh, or of this live. So, you know, she just may not naturally gravitate towards it, but that's that's okay. And, um, you know, we can just, you can just learn her learning style and just focus on what she is interested in. You know, let's say it's like she mentioned horses, watch some documentaries about it, incorporated into any, like you might go visit a horse farm or something this summer. It doesn't have to be that she sits down and reads a paragraph and does, you know, a reading comprehension workbook right away as soon as you decide to. And that's another thing for anyone who's new to homeschooling, just because you have decided to start homeschooling doesn't mean you must start homeschooling (laughs) that same exact minute that you fill out your paperwork. You know, you can take some time to breathe, take some time to get to know your kid, get to know their style. She may prefer audiobooks. And to me, that's still you're you're still absorbing the story, which is, you know, still just as important as being, you know, absorbing the information and being able to comprehend what you have taken in, maybe see if audiobooks are more interesting to her. Um, but yeah, that's what I would just take some time to to decompress and get to know what she's interested in and, and and how she likes to learn. That's what I would suggest. Yes, and I see you guys are also saying deschooling schooling is so important. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> okay, and then I see Kay is chatting with Just Juicy. Okay, cool. Oh, okay, that's another good point. Um, Jules is saying, I um, hated reading until I was about 12 and discovered Harry Potter. Couldn't keep her hands off. That's so true. Like she just may not have found the books that make her excited to read. So that's so true. Oh, and then oh, hey, exclusively Jesse also saying her eleven-year-old wasn't a big reader until she introduced him to audiobooks. Now he's obsessed. Yep. So many different paths to reading. Because you could do audiobooks while they're holding the book, which is you know, same you know, kind of thing. Like they're being read too, but they're with the book at the same time. That's also an option. So, yep. Oh, it's the phonics rules that frustrate your kids. Yeah, for sure. And that's a whole thing that I I consider to be a huge benefit of homeschooling is that you really can take the time to learn your kid's style and adapt to their style as opposed to saying, okay, this is how we're going to do it and you need to adapt to this. Which kind of goes back to the first question we had today with, you know, why are homeschool kids awkward? Well, it's because we do things differently than what you're used to seeing. <laughs> that's why. Uh, but yeah, so I hope that that ends up helping. Um, there's a lot of different resources out there for readers, too. If you really do feel like it's like she might be just struggling to read, um, and that's where I also mentioned, like, you know, if dyslexia could be an issue as well, just getting uh, her assessed for that. But if you don't think that that's the issue, and it's more just, you know, she's just not interested, then that's okay. You know, not everyone's going to be interested in reading. But as long as, you know, you feel like she's, she can read, that's more important than I would say how much she's reading at this point. And then as you guys are you know, deschooling and adjusting to homeschooling, um, you can make whatever adjustments you feel are necessary from there. Oh, get epic. It's a good one for emerging readers because it reads and highlights. Yeah. <clears throat> Could be. There's so many things too, guys. That's another thing. It's like so many resources. It's Almost overwhelming <laughs> the amount of choice you have when you homeschool. Okay, yeah, I do have that app on here. I was just making sure I had Get Epic on the list, on the resources list, which we do. It is on there. <clears throat> you said your dyslexic son loves Epic because it enables him to finish a book on his own. Oh, awesome. Cool, and then Emily says she just got it. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, and then I'm just scrolling through making sure I didn't miss a question towards me. If you guys have uh, asked me a question, I'm just clearing out the QA right now. Uh, Please do type it in the QA, it just makes it that much easier for me to see your question or comment in case I missed it. But I know we're also like chatting amongst ourselves in here, like you guys are chatting with each other. Hey from Connecticut. Yay. Awesome. I'm just going back up. Thank y'all so much for the likes too and the follows. I appreciate that. Oh, wait a minute. And you found a multiplication Uno game on Pinterest. It's fun and different. I'm gonna have to look into that. <clears throat> I definitely want to... Incorporate more games this coming year. She is in third grade. Did I miss the first part of that? Or are, is this coming in backwards again? For some reason, the comments come in like backwards. Yes, I am in Georgia. Oh, here it is. My kid is about two years behind. Should I keep her back or should I just keep trying to keep up? She's in third grade. No, don't keep, don't push ahead. If she's not like, you, OK, I'm, I'm stumbling because <laughs> I'm like, no, no, please um, teach where she's at, um, whatever level that is. And, and keep in mind with homeschooling, the the levels thing kind of goes away and you might have some, a child, your child might be, you know, first grade reading, fourth grade math, you know, third grade vocabulary, you can teach at the level that she's at. And then if you feel like, you know, that she could use more help, you could um, consider, you know, investing in tutoring or just spending more time on that subject until you feel like, you know, she's getting stronger at it. But I wouldn't just keep, advancing when when you feel like she's really not quite there yet like I would just spend more time on that level because keep in mind just because like the public school schedule is nine months out of the year does not mean that you have to only spend nine months on a subject she might need that full 12 months on that subject so uh, but I I wouldn't just keep advancing advancing like just remember like the, the levels it's not really a thing it might be a thing like paperwork wise for your state but it's not really a thing. It's not a real thing in real life. Um, And you can spend as much time on a subject as your kid needs before moving on to the next subject. So that's what I would recommend. Okay, and I'm just going to get these questions in QA. I think this came through in pieces. Hold on one second. Uh, How do you feel about build your library curricula? So I've never heard of that. Let's look that up. Build your, is it just build your library? I'm just going to look that up. Because from the title, it sounds like I would like it since I have built my library. <laughs> oh, look at this. This is a complete homeschool curriculum. Never- I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. And it's been okay, actually. Um, But then like, I still make these laminated schedules, (laughs) like the drill sergeant side of me is very pleased with. Um, I would maybe see if there's a way to incorporate a schedule that makes you both happy. And what I mean by that is, for example, this. This is my schedule that makes both sides of me happy and this first part is English language arts and math. We do that every day, along with foreign language. We do every day after we've had a little break. And then the afternoon is more like an unschooled side where we can just go down the rabbit hole of my kids' interests. Um, and so maybe trying something like that where you can blend your styles. It doesn't have to be all your husband. doesn't have to be all you. And maybe, you know, during the traditional school year, August through April, May, you can be more strict with the schedule like you know you started this time you ended this time but in the summers when it's like warm and nice outside you can be more unschooling that's what we're doing to satisfy both sides of my brain because like i said you're you and your husband sound like me um it just i'm just rolling into one <laughs> but that's what i would consider uh yeah uh, i see you exquisitely jesse let, let me see how i can turn this on to invite you okay boom there it is. I invited you. So hopefully that's coming through. But yeah, Wendy Rose, I would try that to see if there's a way that there's there can be balance. Um, So my schedule I've shown on my Instagram, if you want to have a more up close look of it instead of me holding it up. Hey, are you in? Yeah,
1: I'm trying to figure out how to do the video part.
0: So my understanding is if you click on your photo, an option will come up for you to join, or, or I'm sorry, click on multi guest, and then you should be able to turn your camera on. Not your photo, sorry. Click on multi guest. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I can I can't see you. I can see myself. Which isn't helpful. I can see you. So you're talking about buildyourlibrary.com, mm-hmm. right?
1: Putting you on a tripod so you're still. I I could see myself because then I could show you what I'm talking about.
0: Okay. Hmm. I can see you. I'm not sure.
1: That's okay. (laughs) I'll just guess. Okay, so um, so build your library um is sorry, child. Bye, bye. Um so it's like a guide. So you're ba- you're buying the PDF guide for uh-huh. all of the curricula. So um, so like, I hope you can see this. So this is a prehistory unit we're about to do with my younger son. I printed it off and found it. So it looks like this. Uh-huh. Um, this is just a six week thing. Um, so it obviously you can see the book list on the website. Uh-huh. Each week has a schedule. I'm sorry, my son just woke up and he's very loud. So each has a schedule week, which tells you what to read and what to do for each day. Mm-hmm. And then the day gives you a complete guide per day Okay. Of what you're doing. So do this with your child, that with your child, this with your child, whatever. Gotcha. So yes, the, the price is less because you're just paying for the PDF.
0: Okay, so um, I would that was uh, right, what I was looking at. Cause I just was shocked that it was not very expensive. <laughs>
1: So the book list is like, so at least on this, this one. So this is a six week. So I mean, hold on. So this is my son's, my son's on level five. My older son, this is how big this is. Uh-huh. This is a, a 36 week curriculum. This is level five. Ugh. So it looks like level five He's on week 14, day 5 uh-huh. So his days look, again, same idea, a week. Uh, This is a day. Mm -hmm. This is his weekly schedule. Gotcha. Um, So on this, it gives, it also has in the back of it all the worksheets and everything that are all done up uh, for you to do more (laughs) worksheets for all these different things. Um, This is history section. Maps and all those things. Okay. Um, I was so, asking if you knew about it because I just love it so much and I was interested. I didn't know why a lot of people didn't talk about it. Um,
0: yes, I had literally never heard of it, but I'm adding it right now to the resources list because there's just so many out there. And for me, when my kids have settled on something, I usually stop looking <laughs> because it can just be so overwhelming, you know? So, uh, but I was definitely added right now i'm just looking for there's their description i'm adding their description to the uh to the resources tab but this is exactly why i love doing these lives y'all because we all are going to learn like so many different things that are out there and i think that what you've just described with this one build your uh, this one's build your library so many people just want to narrow it down you know and having a plan where they can just so go online and print it sounds perfect
1: so and all so that's when i first started i was looking for an all-in-one curriculum that told me what to do because yeah. i was so overwhelmed with the entire process mm-hmm. and this was a cost-effective way to do it the only weird thing about this curriculum is that there are a lot of books that are used in the curriculum like regular books but mm-hmm. you can get almost I mean, so far I haven't found one I can't get from my library, mm. but there are some books that are used for like the whole thirty-six weeks, which is harder to get at the library because you'd be rechecking it over and over. So I've bought those—the They're okay. the spine of the curriculum—but they're like the regular books; they're not textbooks. So we're talking like a ten or fifteen-dollar book.
0: Oh, that's good. That you
1: can get somewhere. I mean, they're they're regular books. That's um, good. So far, I haven't spent a lot on books, although we have quite the shelf accumulating. There are also uh, build your library Facebook book swap groups where people oh. are just unloading whole lots of books per level. So I discovered that recently, and that's way more cost effective. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Mail, and you're just they're selling off a set and then going and buying the next set, and you have got all these people. But. S- selling off books and, and buying books all at the same time. It's amazing. Um, I just, it's also secular. I don't know if that makes a difference to people, but we're yeah, not Christian. It does. So I, um,
0: d- I know this, I get that question from time to time where someone's like, are there any, you know, non-Christian resources out there? So this is a great one that you've um, recommended. I really appreciate you coming on and showing it. And it looks like there's also um, another person, Kate Four also says she's using it too. So, or she's going it's to be trying it this job. year. That's what she says. She's going to um, be trying.
1: I don't know if it's going to work for my littler one, but my older one just likes the independence of it. Mm-hmm. I can just, this this big thing I showed you mm-hmm. sits on his desk. And
0: you said he's he on, goes, on what level?
1: He's on level five.
0: Five, okay.
1: And um, he he just, he goes day to day, and I leave sticky notes um, on, on his days if I want to edit anything because I read over it. Um, each week and put sticky notes. That way I have this entire thing when the littler one gets big enough for it and I don't have notes all over it. And you can apparently, uh, if you have proof of purchase on those top swap groups, people will buy your printed copy so they don't have to print it.
0: (laughs) Oh, interesting. I'm all about it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, like I said, for um, coming on and sharing that, because I had never heard of it before today, but I, it sounds good. It sounds like something that would fit a lot of people's needs who, like you said, you want something all in one. It's going to tell you what you need to do, cost effective, most of the resources you said you can get from the library or inexpensively from like um, buying them online. Or I saw someone also mention thrift books in the comments, so
1: yes, sounds like awesome. a good one books because it's just so cost effective
0: yeah um
1: i so the the lady that does it emily cook she has like a ton of resources of her doing lots of videos on how to use her curriculum mm-hmm. i see a question in the comments um when to start i actually just started my almost seven year old he's starting level one in september after we do this um after we this is his like can you do it <laughs> uh this study unit which was only 12 dollars, right mm-hmm. um so we're gonna try it and see if he can do it because he's dyslexic and has adhd so i i don't know if he'll be able to be as disciplined for it mm-hmm. but you can start at zero i think zero is more it has ages on it instead of grades on it yeah That's i not noticed what the levels that they're yeah. supposed to be they're supposed to be like ages so um i would start with level zero if you have somebody if you have a child that's not um, that's not reading yet and is you know not I not quite you know that's still doing kind of preschool type stuff mm-hmm. and otherwise I would start with level
0: one. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that was awesome. Thank you. Like I said again for coming in for sharing. I'm going to. Ask you. Actually, you know what? You can be in for this question too if you want to stay and hang around for a bit. I don't know if you got other stuff to do.
1: Uh, I, I don't really. My husband wake, woke up and he just drinks coffee for like thirty minutes.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then let's let's do some of these together if you like. Um, so it's uh, this question was about five minutes ago. So let me just actually clear this one out because that was part of the same question from before. And then we'll do this question. I don't know if it's popping up on your screen too, but it says, do you, you, do you know of any assessment tools for math? And this is from Mother of Daughters. Um, so I have used Spectrum tests from Carson DeLosa to do our math assessments just on an annual basis. Um, there's also the website EduLastic, which I have put in the resources list uh, in my profile that is free for you to sign up just with an email. You can choose a bunch of different assessments there, math included. And that's something that you could do online. Um, The Spectrum Carson DeLosa would be like a workbook or something that you would print if you would prefer to do like a printed assessment. But what about you, Jesse? Do you guys do any math assessments?
1: So um, my plan is to do an IXL assessments because they are, they're easier to use, mm-hmm. um, but another one. There's one out of California. Um, I think it's. Uh, sorry. I just the forgot. California Achievement um, Test. I'm sorry.
0: The California Achievement Test. Yes. Okay. That
1: one. That one. I. I. I may use. I'm when I do my assessments. I try to do both math and reading at the same time, mm-hmm. so that my kids don't have to do like uh tests all i don't i want them to only have one experience if they can because they don't like testing
0: <laughs> right understandable um, <laughs>
1: I, I, both of them respond really well to IXL, so I, yet lately i haven't had an issue with that because i'm it depends also depends on the age
0: yeah i was just gonna say um that that is definitely an, a factor i don't know if um she mentioned the age of her kids but yeah the age will matter for sure
1: yeah, I, with math, I just try to, so like my 11 year old, our, our situation is weird in that we started homeschooling in the pandemic. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm like a semester away from my teaching degree. I just had a complicated pregnancy. So I had to drop oh. out. I did my student teaching and everything. So it was weird that this happened. I'm sorry and to so hear that. I
0: hope you're okay now.
1: I, everything's okay. It's just now I have this so when we started homeschooling i learned everything right mm-hmm. um so my kid what my one kid that when we dropped out of public school because of the pandemic mm-hmm. hadn't finished um he, had ju- he hadn't finished fourth grade and mm-hmm. we didn't learn until recently that the reason he was struggling in math was because he didn't finish his foundations in fourth grade uh-huh. so now i have a child that would technically be going into seventh grade who's like looking at me um, and, um, and he's still on fourth grade math. Gotcha. So that's another thing about homeschooling people need to understand, especially when they are testing their kids is your kids can be all over the place. Yeah. They can. Mother so- of
0: daughters just said her, her girls, I'm assuming girls cause of your name um, are six, eight and 10. Um, so for that young, I think probably a spectrum test, like, one that you can just get from a workbook um, is probably easiest Um, or ixl could be an easy assessment because you were just trying to see where they are and actually some math curriculums will uh, have a free assessment on the website that just yeah exactly (laughs) some of the um, some of the math programs that you purchase will have like a mini assessment part of them before you purchase it so that you can know what level um, of math they should be on. I think um, Singapore math is one that does that. Julie says her curriculum does that. Which one is that one, Jules, that you're talking about? Is that teaching textbooks has one? Yeah, so um, mother of daughters, depending on which curriculum you go with, there might be an assessment already included that helps you choose what level they're going to uh, need.
1: Reading Eggs also has a plate, has a um has a test in part of it. It mm-hmm. has math seats which goes up to age nine, mm-hmm. and it does um, some tests to place on that their spectrum. Which they are, I guess. I'm not sure if they're a complete curriculum, but they do have a 30 day free trial. <laughs> so
0: oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you can
1: go in and do. You can add as many kids. I think up to four kids, mm-hmm. and you can do the test just
0: to see. Okay. Well, awesome. Yep. So I hope that helps um, with those resources that we've mentioned. And then I think I'm all caught up in the QA, but if I did miss your question, oh no, I'm not. Here's one. What subjects do you teach? What five subjects do you teach your children? Um, So I will answer that by just saying uh, for Georgia, they have five subjects that are listed in the law. It's reading, writing, math, science, and social studies. But I add on to that for art, uh, kids, uh, foreign language, art and music, PE, computer science and coding, typing, engineering, financial literacy and um, home economics. So those are the subjects that I teach. <laughs> um, Jesse, are, are you guys doing, um, in addition to the building, Build Your Library subjects, are you guys doing other subjects as well?
1: so my 11 year old is doing history american history literature through bilger library we're doing we're just finishing up earth science um and then i have a friend who um we tag team homeschool between our kids and share resources Mm -hmm. he just built a, a science curriculum that's intro to physics intro to biology and intro to earth science because this particular child didn't um, do well with earth science. So we're just kind of redoing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that starts next week. Um, and then he has two different math things, uh, math drills, um, which through um, extra math, and, and um, con kids. So math, so he's doing two different types of math. And then he's doing um, language arts and sign language. Okay. Because cool. his dad is um, his dad is deaf. Yay! I can see myself on my tablet now. <laughs> well,
0: because I hope that that helps. Um, I know we kind of went through that rather quickly, Jackie. Um, but those are the main subjects that we're teaching, and then I saw some uh, um, folks in the comments were also saying their states require a bunch of subjects too. I think who did I see? Maryland says eight are required. But the truth is, is, I think you can really. This is another one of those things where you're just, you're just kind of limited by your imagination only. Like your state might mention things that are specific, but then you're gonna also, just as a parent, have things that you just feel are important or are like might be even unique to you. Like Jesse was saying, her son's learning sign language because his father is deaf, but you might also want to incorporate other things in your schedule that you just plain out think are important. Um, So yeah, I hope that was helpful. Both of
1: my kids are coding too, sorry. Encoding,
0: yeah, that's so important now. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, awesome, she says that was helpful. Great, thank you so much for being here. And let's see, I'm just checking, double-checking the QA. I think I'm all clear there. Yep, everyone's got an answered by their question in there. So, yeah, if I did miss your question in the chat while we were chatting, uh, while chatting with Jesse, please do type it in the QA if you don't mind. But I think I'm caught up in the comment section as well. Because I was trying to... Um, like look off to the side too, but also pay attention. I didn't want to be rude, but I was like trying to make sure I wasn't missing um, a question. I think I saw a question about grants earlier. I'm just trying to scroll back through. Oh, there it is. From Mothering to Miracle says, what types of grants are out there? So um, I did briefly talk about this earlier. I'm still educating myself on grants. Unfortunately, I don't know much about it. And um, it's something that I've haven't tried to look into personally, just because I've just really, I'm always looking for free resources anyway, <laughs> or, you know, just very inexpensive ones, um, but I'm just not very familiar with grants. I don't know if you are, um, Jesse, if you're familiar with grants or anything like that.
1: Um, well, if you get grants, they're probably going to be from schools, so you're going to have to look into, I would look at charter schools um, and other private schools that may want to, you the, the people who are going to want to give out grants are people who either have a scholarship fund set up for homeschooling uh-huh. um, or they're going to be people at a school that want to count your kid in their school numbers. Um, there are some states that allow you to. Um, it, there, my state doesn't, but there are some states that allow you to register as a charter school and get funds from the state, which is free. Uh-huh. And that's pretty cool. But. Um, As far as grants, I haven't really, I, my experience is mostly with college grants since I put my, just put my older kid into college um, here a few years ago. So I don't know, like with homeschooling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome about your oldest too. Um, Yeah. I just, it's not something that I've really looked into because I. I think i just have a pessimistic view when someone wants to give me money it's usually coming with strings attached and that's probably why i'm also a little bit leery of i've had people ask like do you do one-on-one coaching i'm like "Mm, i kind of like the free thing that we're doing right here keeping it casual yeah because with money comes strings so i'm just like I'm always a little leery about it, but I understand that like, it's needed um, in some situations, so I I am trying to learn more about it, um, but I'm just not really that well-versed. And then all of them are going to have their own language and requirements, and um, like I said, they, they come with their own different strings, so I'm not really that well-versed in just a broad homeschool grant program that is simple. <laughs> but it is on my list of things to learn this summer. <laughs> I kind of missed what
1: we were talking about in the last few comments.
0: Hey, Hannah, no, I haven't. My mom has been here for the last two weeks distracting me. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, it's on my list of things to learn about, uh, but I haven't looked at it yet, but I will. What She's- was it? Oh, um, Mission led Mama, her name's Hannah, she was saying, did I get a chance to look at the one that she sent me? She sent me some information about a grant, and I haven't read into it yet. But if you wanted to just give a brief description or synopsis of it, let's see, okay, cool. I will just double checking the QA, I'm, we're caught up. <laughs> Um okay, and then I see Julie and Kay are chatting with each other. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's a grant for homeschoolers that have special circumstances. Yeah. And she's out of Florida. Is it it's a, is it specific to Florida though? Cause I think if that recall, I did read that part that it was kind of Florida specific. I can't get to my comment, I mean, not my comments, my inbox while we're live, but it is on my list of things to read and learn <laughs> this summer. Oh my goodness. I am hot, but this thing, I feel like it's gonna make me cough again. Yeah, it's Florida only. That's what I was, I did read that part. Cause I was like, wah, <laughs> it's not for Georgia. <laughs> and she said it's a list of medical issues in other words it's a list of medical issues adhd dialects etc maybe that got auto corrected maybe that was meant to say dyslexia um julie is asking did i see a new bill in arizona no i can tell you that right now i specifically don't look at arizona (laughs) i had a horrible experience in that state so I often don't look at it. Uh, let's see. What are we talking about? Arizona. Arizona HB 2853.
1: Okay, are you talking about Build Your Library?
0: I think they're talking about The Good and the Beautiful. Okay. What is this bill talking about government? Lingo language is just, ugh, it's its own language, isn't it? What is the gist of this? I'm looking at the, <laughs> the whole thing. I probably should have gone to something that's gives The, oh, oh, it's meant to be a good thing. Empowerment, scholarship accounts, appropriation. Huh, wait, is this a good thing? So they're giving more money to their state government is that what i'm understanding what's the gist of it jules <laughs> i'm just like dragging this morning <laughs> good morning teresa how's it going Oh, so this is funding that can follow the student as if they're homeschooling? Oh, no, wait, no. Nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I was trying to speed read through it. There's just so much. I need a short, shorter version of this. There's so many unnecessary words. Like they're defining what a parent is, what a child is, what a qualifying student is. (laughs) Uh, I'll, I'll have to read that later. I'm putting that in the read it later pile. You said you're not politically savvy. Um, Star Power, you said, can you receive funding if you're using K-12 to homeschool? Funding from who? Just your state? Is that what you're asking, Star Power? You're saying, can you receive funding if you are using K-12? So if I'm not mistaken, K-12 is still part of some states' public schools. It's just an online public school. If, that's, if it's the one that I'm thinking about, like k12.com, is that the one that you're talking about? Because I think in some states it's still considered just public school online because that's what makes it free. And they're just using state uh, funding that would have followed your kid to the public school. It's being, I guess, rerouted to the K 12 website. And that's
1: through in Georgia. I have a friend who's there, yeah. Georgia, and her child's technically in public school using online school, so they used it as their virtual option.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that that's my understanding of K twelve. Um, so I don't believe that you would re- be able to receive additional funding because technically this, the the K twelve program is already that that is the funding. That's it's being funded that way. So I'm not aware of an option where you would receive additional funding if you're using K-12. Oh, awesome, Teresa. You guys are back in school. She's doing good, good, good. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not aware of an option where you would be able to receive additional funding. That doesn't mean that there isn't one. It just... I don't think that there's one. And good morning. Yeah, I did mention that earlier. Um, WOG Designs is saying some states do allow a write-off for taxes, like a credit. Um, but if you're if it's already if you're doing the free version of that one, there wouldn't be anything to write off. But if you are paying some educational expenses, then some states do allow that to be written off in your taxes if you are someone who itemizes. But if you take the standard deduction, then And this is not tax advice, by the way, I'm just, I'm just old and I'm always looking for options to pay less.
1: definitely ask your accountant about that. So my, I, I have an accountant for my business and she's always telling me to keep records of stuff because she will hunt down those deductions for me. Exactly.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, but like I said, in terms of like, is there a option out there to receive monthly funding? For homeschooling specifically, I'm not aware of some. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now, back to the show. I'm not aware of a an option where you would get paid monthly to homeschool. But, you know, we'll see, <laughs> like, even if there was an option, I'm not sure if I would do it just because I'm always just leery of, of that. But who knows what's going to happen as the homeschool community continues to grow? I mean, just here in Georgia, there's one I can think of recently where we've been, um, we're allowed to, our kids are allowed to participate in school sports now from the age of sixth grade on up, which wasn't the case you know, two years ago. So things are always changing. Okay. You said now in Tennessee, it doesn't matter because there's no state income taxes here Yeah, And that's another thing too, like some States where there's no state income tax, I know like Texas, you know, there's not a whole lot that you would even, I guess, benefit from trying to file it on your tax because like you said you don't have income taxes there um but yeah every state is so different when it comes to homeschooling oh yeah that's exactly what i was saying queen Hippolyta, you said illinois proposed that but it was struck down because money comes with strings yes it does always (laughs) what is that economics phrase there's no such thing as a free lunch So yeah, always be aware of the free t-shirt and the free pizza. Destiny, you're asking what age do you think is the best to start homeschooling? So this is a good one that um, I think anyone in here who is homeschooling can um, add in your, your thoughts on that. So my answer is kind of twofold. So number one, you start when your state says you should in terms of like paperwork, you wanna just have your paperwork submitted on time. But in terms of when do you start to get formal, I would say it's going to depend on your kid. If they're asking for things, if they're getting into everything, wanting to learn what's this, what's that, you know, mommy, what's this, what's that, they might be ready. And that might be at the age of four, might not really be till the age of seven. Um, But in terms of just being official and, you know, keeping all your I's dotted and your T's crossed, whatever your state says, is the is the year or the age to start that's when you submit your paperwork and then you know from there you can just kind of go with your child's go follow your child's interests i agree with what julie just said she said birth (laughs) because it's true like the moment we bring them home is when we really start teaching them things um but i know you probably mean like something more formal sit down with a workbook or something to that effect and i would say that's gonna depend on your, your child's um, readiness. Readiness, Exactly, perfect word, thank you, yeah.
1: Um, so my younger child um, doesn't have any public school knowledge. He went to like preschool, um, public preschool, which is basically just a play date, mm-hmm. and that was it. And then the pandemic hit, so he's six now. And he has no, none of the conditioning that comes with public schooling and it makes him a completely different learner than my older child um, and I do think that he could have started even younger um, and I'm, we're gonna hear from him in just a second I don't know if you hear him in the background but um, that's all right yeah <laughs> he, uh, he definitely I, I think that we could have started around four and started getting in used to those routines mm-hmm. um, and that would have been even better but I didn't know that at that point that I was going to do this yet. So.
0: Of course. yes. Yeah. So Some, sometimes it just, we uh, fall into this life and it's just like, well, we're homeschooling now. <laughs> um, okay. So Destiny's also asking, how do you get that social interaction for younger kids who are homeschooling? Great question. Um, so I, I'll again, just say what we've done. Um, anyone else who's homeschooling um, wants to answer that as well, please do. Um, we, had, when they were under, I'm going to say under six, uh, we would go to the library every week for the story times, for the lap sits. Um, our library also puts on programs um, frequently for kids that age, especially in the summer. Uh, we also have done Girl Scouts. Uh, so I think you can start at a five when they're a daisy. Um, so that was another thing that we did. Um, also in the state of Georgia, we have the junior ranger program where you go to the state parks, you complete the, that you can go to like the, the welcome center, get a little workbook, you complete the tasks that are there and you get a little badge at the end. And they also put on different programs for, uh, homeschool specific, but also just kids in general. So lots of park play dates and just going out. Like my kids are constantly <laughs> making, um, I won't say making friends cause it's not like the you don't make a friend on the first time uh, on the first meet, but constantly meeting kids and the friendships develop naturally from that over time. And I, I do see a lot of other people adding in their uh, experiences too, but what about you, Jesse?
1: Well, um, I will say that a lot of us are going to be conditioned by public schooling and we don't realize how abnormal it is in our adulthood to be around the same people all day, every day. Uh And we think that's normal for kids. We think that's how they socialize now. And it's a shock to kids to go when they graduate from high school from seeing the same people all day, every day, to not seeing those people all day, every day. When you're homeschooling, you're creating a different type of socialization. So you have to give yourself grace. You have to give yourself grace to know that this is not the same and stop comparing yourself to the yardstick that is public school. Um, in our house, we do all the same things. We go to the library a lot. We go to the park a lot. My older kids and Boy Scouts. Um, this younger one, is I'm pretty sure he's on the spectrum. and He does not like people. <laughs> so he, uh, I have to drag him places. Um, but we also own a game shop, the tabletop gaming shop. Oh, nice. So um, my kids go to the gaming events like Dungeons and Dragons and Pokemon. So if I were to suggest something that probably wasn't suggested in the comments it would be to find your local gaming community um, for board games, things like that, that you can, um, that are friendly for those age groups because they have a lot of fun interacting with their peers there in a more relaxed, casual setting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, that's an awesome idea. I know we have a gaming shop, not too far from us, not in our town, but like two towns over. So yeah, that's an awesome idea too. Um, let's see. Okay, and then I'm seeing more suggestions like mommy and me meetups, museums, aquariums, YMCA. Um, bomb, you're asking, do I need to start keeping track like attendance and activities that we do? You're in Missouri. So, I mean, you definitely can just, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the digital binder. Uh, We'll be doing that more, actually, that that's going to be our standard going forward um, in where you can just keep track of the days that you've done lessons. You can keep track of little photos and video clips in your digital binder of when you went a place and, you know, you can tag it or, you know, name it a certain, you know, thing, like with the field trip, just for your, own sake so that you know but i don't know if missouri requires that i can look that up real quick
1: missouri Why is not? a little more strict than kansas um i'm in kansas you know, oh okay. kansas has zero rules the only thing that you have to do is register your home school with a name and your address and you don't even have to list list your kids it's the weirdest thing Oh. But Missouri's a little stricter, and you don't have to do that. So people, I live near Kansas City, mm-hmm. so people sometimes um, are on the border, and they can do either, and so they, <laughs> they'll do can't build you Missouri if they don't want to register their name and address.
0: <laughs> gotcha. So. Um, let's see. Looking at the summary for Missouri, it just says, Keep records for kids under sixteen, like a plan book, a diary, or other record indicating the subjects taught and educational activities engaged in. I mean, that could on- honestly be just as simple as keeping an Instagram, <laughs> since that's so vaguely written. Um, you know, samples of your child's work and then academic evaluations. These should these could be regular tests in various subjects or annual standardized tests. So. Sounds like there's um, room for interpretation there, but you could definitely. Oh, she says, so she's in Kansas City, Missouri, so she could have the option to do either. Oh, th- so cool that you're here, that you could explain that further. So that's what she's asking. So she says, so I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, so would I have the option to do either or? Like, I'm, I'm assuming she um, means either Kansas think, or Missouri.
1: I think that you. Missouri, I think I would do Missouri. Um, and the person I heard this from, I can't, I can't speak to it. I'm on the Kansas side, so I'm outside of Kansas City, um, up north of Kansas City. So I'm close to you. I'm within an hour of you. Um, but like, I would, I would do Missouri for sure. Uh, I just wouldn't risk it. It's just not worth it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. Wherever your license is, that's probably where your homeschool registration should be as well, just to keep things. On the up and up, um, breathe The easiest thing. I know this is off topic a bit, but any advice to get my twenty-two-month-old talking more? I'm trying so hard, Bree, um, Me, I would say take it easy. Like twenty-two months is, is still quite young. Um, nice. you, you know, don't compare. I would say at this right. age. Now, if you really feel like there's a problem, yeah. If you feel like there's a problem, I would maybe bring it up to the to your doctor. Um, on the next, you know, well visit, but definitely take it easy. Um, Some kids just aren't ready to talk at that age. It's still, it's still a baby to me. (laughs) So, you know, there might be some, some little, you know, mama, dada here and there, but it does, you you might not have full sentences for a while. Every kid is a little bit different. So I, I would not, to me, not talking at 22 months is not abnormal. Um, but like I said, seriously, if you if you think there's an issue, for sure, like I think your next well visit might be 24 months. Definitely bring it up then. But just keep talking to your baby that they're gonna pick it up naturally. But um, don't I don't want you to feel like your kid's behind. Like that ahead or behind thing is is literally made up. <laughs> yes. Hi, hello, Anna. Let's see. Okay, and then I saw also Magnolia Boutique Bows is also in Missouri, and she said from what that from what she can tell, there's not a lot required. Okay, cool. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot here. It seems like it's pretty much a little bit less than Georgia. Like actually, it's it's not a whole lot that's required. Queen Apollos says her little her middle one barely talked at that age. She's four and now she talks constantly. Yeah, this might be a time to enjoy the quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm just I'm teasing a little bit. Um, but yeah, I would say take it, take it easy. You know, they will speak in their time, but if you really feel like it's an issue or not like a problem, um definitely bring it up at the next visit. She <laughs> said that's true. <laughs> oh, good. I
1: have to head out. I okay. Well, ready. thank
0: you for being here.
1: Yeah, for sure. It was fun. Thank you for giving me something to do this morning. <laughs> no,
0: I'm, I appreciate all y'all for being here. This was just a nice start to my day. <laughs> and actually, my mom has been in and out. I don't know if you guys have been hearing the door, and she's been like tiptoeing. It's so funny. I've just been ignoring her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's my mother, but I'm not going to invite her on because then we'll have another Midwest goodbye. You're starting him in speech therapy just to help a little, you figured it wouldn't hurt. I mean, again, that's, it's so hard to like say you must do this, you know, over the internet, just, you know, from a comment. I would say always, you know, go with your gut and do what you think is best. And, you know, like I said, keep your, doctors involved medical professionals involved um especially if you really think like this is concerning if it's concerning you because you've been with your baby from day one you know if it's like this is giving me cause for concern so so yeah you say your kids are so loud oh no i didn't hear i mean i didn't hear much i think maybe also my mom ears have tuned it out because i hear my kids but i don't know if you guys can hear my kids (laughs) uh but yeah y'all have a good one thanks for being on and thank you y'all again so much for the likes i see the hearts coming up okay and then let's see my son was behind and they said he needed babies can't wait now he's eight and reading on a sixth grade level awesome he said it was based on his pediatric doc. She said for him, it's talking, not understanding at least. Well then, yeah, like I said, if your doctor is making that recommendation, I would just kind of go with it because they're the ones that have been you know, consistently seeing and tracking the growth. And you, of course, have been there um, all this time too. Okay. They said it's a verbal delay, not a mental. So I think he just needs that extra help. Yeah. So yeah i would go with that i know for me it's just we're a chatty family so we just are constantly talking and our kids pick it up and my i don't know i feel like my son (laughs) he's a funny one he will just say the the most off the wall thing and you'd be like where did you learn that and then you look around and you're like oh i see the people you're surrounded by (laughs) and that's where you learned that Um, but yeah, I would always just do whatever you think is in the best interest of your kids for sure. Okay. And then, yeah, I see she's saying like your, your kid was the same. He understood, but just held off on the talking and that could be the thing too. It's like, you know, they understand what's happening. They're just like, they're not a chatty kid. It's totally fine. They'll speak when they have something to say, which I kind of respect that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, every kid's different, but always, always, always just do what you think, you know, is is best and sounds like you already are. You were just asking for any other um, advice and tips. So that's awesome. You said, please put your mom on. Jacqueline, we don't have, I mean, we do have time, but must we, must we? I don't even know what she's doing. Let me see. Give me a second. Only because you ask, but I'm gonna turn off the podcast though. <laughs> because it will be a long time. My mom is chatty, which I think I mean, she was. That's probably why my kids are so chatty. She's been chatting with them out of since the womb. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.